It's time. Time for what, you might ask? It's time to optimize your health and upgrade your life. Cutting-edge research, biohacks, ancestral wisdom, wellness, intuition, and more. This is The Synthesis of Wellness. Your host and biohacker Chloe Porter has a background in engineering, innovation, and research. Her analytical background coupled with her journey in overcoming a brain tumor and defeating several chronic illnesses enables her to approach health and wellness in an innovative way. And now more than ever, she is ready to share her biohacking secrets and expose cutting edge research. We are so glad you're here. Welcome to the Synthesis of Wellness podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Synthesis of Wellness podcast. Today, we are joined by Stevie Smith. Stevie is a registered dietitian and avid endurance athlete. Her mission is to help educate and coach athletes on how to fuel their goals while not sacrificing their health. She received her Bachelor of Science in Dietetics and Nutrition from Sunny Buffalo State College and Master's in Applied Nutrition with a Sports and Fitness Concentration from Northeastern University. As a board-certified specialist in sports nutrition, CV has helped hundreds of athletes and active individuals fuel to improve their performance, energy levels, and recovery without feelings of guilt or restriction. Drawing from her experiences growing up as a team sport athlete to competing completing 10 full Ironman distance triathlons and countless other endurance and ultra distance races, she knows firsthand how important nutrition is to be a healthy athlete. So with all of that said, I know we are only scratching the surface, but thank you so much for being here, Stevie. We're really honored. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, we're super excited. So I'd like to just start out by asking a little bit about, you know, what inspired you or your background into getting into all of this, and then we'll kind of transition into all things Inside Tracker. Yeah. So, I mean, I've always known that I've wanted to help people. Um, that's always been very important to me. I didn't know how that was going to look until I was in my sophomore year of undergrad. And I was, at that time, it was the early 2000s, and I feel like everybody who was had played sports or grew up being active, wanted to be a phys ed teacher. <laughs> I felt like everybody was a phys ed major. So that's where I started out um, my college kind of studies. And I also played lacrosse for a year in college. Yeah, I was a, a lacrosse goalie. And my minor was public health. I was like, oh, th that's interesting. The coursework looked interesting. And I took a basic nutrition course. And it was just like, oh, this really clicks. It felt like one of those for the first time, like I was, I did well in school, but there wasn't a ton that like really grabbed my attention when I was in high school. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. So I took that course and I was like, this really makes sense to me. I really enjoy this. And like I said, being active was part of my lifestyle growing up. Um, I loved moving. I loved being outside. And I was like, oh, I could kind of put these two things together. I never really desired to be a sports dietitian. I really enjoyed um, the first six years of my career in clinical nutrition, so in the hospital. So in a very different um, space and framing than like what I do now and what Inside Tracker aims to do. But it was a really great learning experience to see like, oh, firsthand, this is what happens when we don't prioritize our health and wellness. And well, there's lots of factors that go into health and wellness, like socioeconomic status, et cetera, et cetera. I was 
it was very powerful for me to at least help those sick individuals in the hospital figure out where they can make small changes. Maybe we can't <laughs> really change the, the trajectory of their health, but can we improve their quality of life? Um, which now on the other end of the spectrum, I feel like in the space I'm working in with Inside Tracker and my practice, there's really a lot more room for that preventative approach that staying ahead of things and improving our quality of life during different phases, whether it's working with high school athletes to women who are in postmenopause or, or men who would like to, you know, stay active and, and age gracefully and healthfully. So it's, it's been an, a journey on my career, but I've learned so much and, it, and it's been great to be able to impact people in different ways. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate that. I mean, that's the motivation for so many people wanting to help others is, is always like the place to start. I mean, you, you always want to get into a career that you love and that makes an impact. So I really, I really admire that. Thanks. Yeah, of course. So going now into all, all this inside tracker stuff, so what exactly, like you took on this role and what exactly is Inside Tracker for the audience listening? Yeah. So basically when we look at Inside Tracker, it's taking the approach kind of like I was alluding to in helping people live healthier longer. So how can we take each person and their individual preferences, lifestyle, and also their actual data from blood biomarkers, DNA. So it's looking at personalized bio, blood biomarker analysis to give you data-driven guide to your wellness. And it's all aimed at more of how can we help each individual strive to live their healthiest life live healthier, longer, healthy aging is a huge piece of inside tracker. Um, and for those who don't know what a blood biomarker is, because I know a lot of people, you know, that's a term you and I are probably very familiar with. That's basically just drawing different information from your blood. Most people will know it as you usually see your primary care provider. They have you go get lab work done and a blood work analysis as part of your annual exam. However, you work with your your healthcare provider. It's the same same concept with the blood draw, but once you get beyond the actual drawing of the blood, it's a very different experience. Um, it is using AI to give you recommendations and looking at more in depth blood biomarkers that will then tailor rec personalized recommendations based on, on your health profile to help improve certain areas related to healthy living, healthy aging, and drawing those biomarkers and then taking actionable recommendations and giving you insights as to how to improve them. And the DNA kind of just layers in another factor with genetics, right? There's a, we all have different genetics. We're all going to be... Um, kind of working against different odds or learning how to work with some of our genetic predispositions and then layering in physio markers. A lot of people like you see me, I have two um, <laughs> fitness trackers. I have my whoop and my Garmin, right? Things like resting heart rate, um, looking at sleep cycle, et cetera. So putting all of that data together and seeing like, hey, how is this impacting your health? And here's really science-based, evidence-based recommendations on how you can start to improve these biomarkers while giving you information for those who love to read and learn more about what these biomarkers are, why they matter. Hey, here's the, here's the scientific paper that we pulled this recommendation from. So a wealth of knowledge about you. Pretty cool stuff. And I, I mean, I'm, I love all the data quantification, honestly, I really do. Mm -hmm. So who, when we get into the concept of like, who is this for? Because it sounds like this is really for pretty much everybody um, mm -hmm. who, you know, is concerned with their health and healthy aging. But would you say that, you know, maybe because we do have some listeners 
more in like the Lyme disease or chronic illness phase, can this still like apply to them? Oh, 100%. So I don't mind sharing this. I have rheumatoid arthritis. So I have an autoimmune disease. I also have celiac. So add another one to the list as most of um, any autoimmune girlies or, or men out there know that you're more susceptible to having more than one once you have an autoimmune disease. Um, and I have used it from before my diagnosis, through my diagnosis, through present day. I'm overdue for a redraw. I got to schedule that. Now that we have the female hormone markers, I'm like, oh, wait, I got to time this out right at the correct point in my cycle, right? To, <laughs> to make sure I'm I'm getting um, accurate results, at least at the same point in, in my menstrual cycle. But anyways, yes. So you can still use this information. I found it very powerful with my rheumatoid arthritis as helping to, and celiac disease to helping me to fine tune and, and guide how I'm managing it with lifestyle nutrition, right? It's, it's very important though that those users know and everybody just kind of knows that we're not a medical diagnostic company. That's not the point. Um, the founders feel very strongly in that. There's enough medical diagnostics out there. So you will not be diagnosed with any sort of disease or illness. But if something comes back high above a normal level per standard Western medicine, or if there's any biomarker that's out of range, high or low, that could have um, medical implications, some sort of disease state, or if like sometimes we've seen really high potassium, that can be very dangerous. Um, you will be flagged to call your provider. Some of those like the high potassium, you'll actually get a phone call because that can be deadly and be told to be, okay, you need to contact your local ER. So it's it's nice to be able to look at things in more of the preventative approach, the fine tuning approach, but know that it's not medical diagnostic. But if something is of a medical concern, we're not just brushing that to the side. It's you'll get an email, you'll get you'll see it in your results dashboard. Um, to please contact your physician because you need to dig deeper from a medical aspect of things. So, and to me, I I feel very strongly as a provider speaking on my personal opinion of that line between Western medicine and the holistic approach. Think. These things, when there is a disease around that these things can live together and they can support each other rather than a lot of people live in the camp of one or the other. Um, I think when it's appropriate that they can go together. And for me personally, with my autoimmune disease, this has really helped me stay on top of things, help manage my inflammation and being an endurance athlete, right? Putting a lot of stress on my body. It's important for me to kind of find that sweet spot of where I can still run and swim and lift weights like I love to, but not go overboard where it's, you know, negatively impacting and flaring this autoimmune disease. So I find it helpful in like that recovery, knowing that I'm more active than the average individual with rheumatoid arthritis, or at least what my doctor sees. Yeah, no, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm really glad that we went into that because I think some people would be like, well, no, that doesn't apply to me because I have this autoimmune condition, but you have an autoimmune condition and this helps you because like you said, this is, this is more about tweaking those lifestyle things. And we're all living, we all have a lifestyle, you know, whether that's exercising every day or our diet. So mm -hmm. I, I do really appreciate that. And I appreciate that Insight Tracker, you know, takes the responsibility to say, you know, we are not a medical provider, but we will, we're going to flag it. Like we're going to say, go, go talk to somebody. Um, yeah. But going off of that though, and I may be getting a little bit ahead of myself, but since we did bring it up, I want to go ahead and get into it. Say like all the markers come back within range and they're all like pretty darn good. Like what kind of results would the AI kind of spit out then? Yeah. So I've seen a lot of blood work and I've only seen one individual with all greens. <laughs> one. Really? Yeah. Like just in range. Everything was in range. Everything was in range. But like 
that person had a pretty low stress life. They got a lot of sleep. They exercised, but it wasn't too much stress on their body. I don't want to give out too much information, obviously personal, but they did an exercise that did a nice mix of resistance and cardiovascular, but took rest days, had access to fresh seafood and fresh fruit. I like the sunshine, right? So like, I was like, this, this sounds right that everything is in the green. So I've only seen that happen once. There's usually always something to work on. And uh, I will always here, I'll throw myself on the, I'm very type A, I'm a perfectionist, right? So like, I would love to log into my inside tracker dashboard and see everything in the greens. And some people get upset. But the way I like to reframe that is that this is an opportunity, right? It's an opportunity that now that you have this information, and maybe something's in the reds or the yellows needs some work, you can improve upon an opportunity for you to make adjustments and really support your body in what you're doing. Um, so typically, like I said, only one all green, but with things that are a little out of range, it will still give you some recommendations. Like even if it's just a touch below or a touch above, you're still going to get recommendations how to improve that biomarker. Um, you may have less to work on. People are like, oh, well, it only told me two things. Sounds like that's great news. <laughs> if everything else is optimized, like it's, if nothing else, it could be affirmation that like, hey, what I'm doing right now is working for me, for my body. Maybe I have one or two things to tweak, but I'll just check back in in like six months because everything looks good and, and, and get that baseline information because some of the things I've struggled with, with my blood work and the autoimmune disease, my doctor would have never tested those biomarkers, but I say, Hey, I have all this data from my inside tracker test. And I can tell you, I can show you my history of my ferritin measuring my iron status and tell you that it was up here and now it's 12 and I'm winded going up the stairs. I know you don't think this is an issue, but it's an issue for me. And now they'll recheck my ferritin on my regular blood work for them. But they wouldn't have known my history had I not had this information. So there's always a way that you can use this as a tool or as an opportunity or even just to check in to see how you're doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And since you went ahead and brought up like ferritin, I want to talk about like all the biomarkers that Inside Tracker tests and like you know, what was the process like of deciding which biomarkers to prioritize? Yes, for sure. I, so I had my blood work open and it kicked, it logged me back out. So <laughs> I was going to roll you through some of my results, but I'll talk about how we pick out the results. Um, or excuse me, the biomarkers that we choose to test. So when our science team is saying like, okay, what biomarkers are we going to test? What's going to be on this plan? It basically, over the last, over 10 years, yeah, I, lo I lose a few years with the pandemic. In <laughs> yeah. 2019, we celebrated the 10-year anniversary of Inside Tracker. That's how long Inside Tracker has been around. But it is filtering information from... I can't remember the last number I, I got, but I believe it's over 37,000 scientific papers that the science team has actually like sat down and read and reviewed since Inside Tracker has been around. I'm sure that number is much higher. I hope our science team doesn't yell at me if it's a lot higher, but it's a lot of scientific articles, <laughs> thousands of them. Um that they have sit down and reviewed and looked at, okay, you know, of course, study design, right? What is, who is this looking at? What are we looking at? And also how solid is the science on things like blood sugar impacting healthy aging, longevity. We look at things like metabolism, endurance, like some of those different goals that we have within the platform. And then it will then look at, okay, what does, what does the science say about how we can improve blood glucose levels? So they have a very thorough and rigorous process when A, picking the biomarker. Again, another piece of picking the biomarker is, are there nutrition, lifestyle, supplement recommendations 
that individuals can actually improve this biomarker with. If there's something, if that biomarker doesn't have any solid science back recommendations that's outside of medicine, then it won't be included. Uh, again, that just goes back to the diagnostic, like we're not a medical diagnostics. So they look for that solid evidence that, hey, this is important for whatever goal, healthy aging, heart health, et cetera. All right, and now we have enough recommendations that are outside of the medicine scope that are in the preventative realm of things to be able to give to people because yeah, it can be great to know a biomarker, but if we test iron or ferritin in particular, but there's, it would have to be something that you couldn't address with food, lifestyle, or a supplement. That's not what Inside Tracker is here for. So that's usually kind of like the process that they go through. Um, no, I mean, that makes sense. It's like, you're not going to do like an ANA anti-nuclear antibody test because it's like, it, that's not going to help. And I mean, exactly. maybe it might diagnose something, but you guys are not diagnosing. <laughs> so exactly. What a great example. I could have just pulled that one out, but you, <laughs> you understood where I was going. Like, it's not that an ANA is unhelpful information, especially right. high, but there's nothing that inside tracker can recommend based on science that, you know, would be helpful for that. And that's like, people will always ask us about different supplements. And, you know, again, the science team goes through that very rigorous process before we recommend, like, if people choose to supplement, all of our recommendations aren't supplements. So don't, don't be alarmed. You can always filter out if you want supplement recommendations, or if you don't want supplement recommendations. Um, but I know in the health span world, there's lots of supplements but before any of those are recommended, it's going to go through that same rigorous process with our science team before you'll see them kind of show up in our um, recommendation library. And the science team is always, always working on something new. Um, we've added a lot of new biomarkers, especially since I've been there or been using it since 2016. I think there are 32 biomarkers when I started. There's 43 now, 47. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Everything... <laughs> Just always growing um, with the science that's out there, which is nice. Yeah. And now for the audience listening that may or may not be familiar with Insight Tracker, what does like one of these customized recommendations look like as far as exercise, nutrition, supplements? Yeah. So when I was looking at my recommendations, when I got my last blood work done, um, my creatine kinase was high an enzyme found in the skeletal muscle that will be released when there's muscle breakdown, muscle damage, a normal thing after lifting. Full disclosure, I didn't follow the inside tracker recommendations of not working out hard for a couple days before. I think I lifted the day before. So like me being very familiar, I was like, oh yeah, that's why my creatine kinase was high. And my ALT, AST, two liver enzymes that we test that are also found in the muscles, those were also high. I looked at those and I was like, oh, that makes sense. I did legs the day before. Um, but the recommendation was build in more recovery between your intense workouts, right? So I have had a lot of people because I use Inside Tracker with uh, my clients and my private nutrition business, my practice, who come to me and they're like, oh, I'm so tired. Usually endurance athletes, triathletes, Ironman variety. I'm so tired. I don't feel like I'm recovering after my workouts. I'm not getting faster. I feel flat. I'm having trouble sleeping. And we'll look, and a lot of those biomarkers related to muscle recovery are all very high, showing, you know, along with cortisol, stress hormone, a few other markers, and being able to look and say, like, okay, all of these are high, and this person is feeling X, Y, and Z symptoms. This looks like overtraining. So then it would, that recommendation of giving more rest and recovery between your workouts is very valid. We know that person's overtrained. Whereas I look at my results and I say, oh, I lifted weights two days before. <laughs> so it will give you insights um, along how to kind of approach your exercise routine. Um, if depending on the biomarkers, Maybe it's looking to increase aerobic activity if that's not something you're doing, like zone two training. Or maybe it's looking to 
like in my case, or an overtrained individual, add in more rest and recovery, put space in between um, your harder workout days. Um, So there's going to be different recommendations depending on what your health profile says, what you enter in there, because you enter kind of your lifestyle where I'm like, oh, I'm swimming, biking, running, lifting a few days a week. It's going to kind of tailor my recommendations based on that. Um, It will also give, like I said, if you want supplement recommendations, they will be in there. They'll give food recommendations. Depending on how some biomarkers fall, you might get recommendations for all three things. Sometimes it's just lifestyle. Other times it's food recommendations. So it depends on how those biomarkers are falling. Um, And also based on your your nutrition preferences, right? Like it's not going to recommend, like I said, gluten-free diet, celiac. So it's not going to recommend any gluten-containing foods if I need to address something with nutrition and address it a little bit differently. So it's very tailored to that health profile and what biomarkers you need to improve. Gotcha. No, that's perfect. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of the biomarker expansion with Inside Tracker had to do with, you know, hormones. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about not only female hormones, but I'm not sure if they test stress hormones too, but how, how does that look? Like what kind of, cause you know, female hormone imbalances so super common. Like I feel like almost every female has an imbalance at some point in their life. So mm-hmm. what kind of things, yeah, what kind of things are recommended there? Yeah. So when we're looking at hormone balance, um, we have always tested, again, l- looking at the hormones, we've looked at cortisol. So we do look at um, cortisol, your stress, main stress hormone. Um, we've recently added estradiol and progesterone for the females, um, depending on, of course, what your results are, what phase of life you're in, right? There'll be different recommendations for where those markers are, um, falling. And again, for premenopausal women, there's timing around your cycle that you have to be cognizant of, you know, because mine wasn't timed out and my progesterone was high. And I was like, well, (laughs) this is not going to help me with any of uh, the recommendations because the timing was wrong. So one of the things is that it does really depend on where those biomarkers are falling. When we're thinking about um, our male counterparts, We always have testosterone, free testosterone. We've always had um, sex hormone binding globulin for males and females, and then DHEAS for females as well. Um, That's going to be an important one for um, when we're looking for the menopause transition as well. So A number of biomarkers, different things that we can look at as um, like mindfulness, mindfulness recommendations could be part of that, depending on what biomarkers come back. That has been one of um, the recommendations. So mindfulness-based stress reduction, um, especially if you pick an action plan goal that's like reduce stress or healthy aging, improve sleep, you will very likely may see one of those mindfulness-based stress reduction um, recommendations. So that is one of them as well that we would see there. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No. Um, What about like the stress hormones and um, almost like endurance training? If somebody like plugs into the system, you know, yeah, I, I, run six days a week, I am an athlete, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Would Inside Tracker be like, maybe tone it down or what kind of things? Yeah, so it would be um, it kind of like that recommendation that I got for my creatine kinase is adding an arrest day, making sure you're spacing out, like allowing that recovery time between sessions would be definitely be one of those um, recommendations there. It would also kind of look at, you know, especially when we're thinking about 
um, the sex hormones and I'm thinking about DHEAS, SHBG, yeah. hey, look at overall intake. How is your overall intake? Especially when we're thinking about females and DHEAS in particular, are you getting enough fat? Are you getting enough energy? Um, that's something I see pretty commonly in the endurance kind of athlete blood work, female athlete blood work that we see. I mean, I can go back to my history and look and say, see a huge dip and be like, oh yeah, that's when I did two Ironmans in like three months, um, you know, and kind of track like this is what it actually did. And when I got that blood work back, back in 2017, I was like, oh crud, I have to eat a lot more food. I thought I was already eating enough, but this is, you know, kind of that big red flag that I need a little bit more. So it would usually be in like the stress management, looking at your workout routine and how to adjust it. And then some of those markers that might key into, hey, you're not eating enough or you need more healthy fats, or maybe we need a little bit more protein for yeah. recovery. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. glad you brought that up because I, I want to actually talk a little bit about some of those female sex hormones and what indicators to you, you know, indicate mm -hmm. this athlete needs to eat more, this athlete is fine, or, you know, mm -hmm. what, what are those hormones that tell you that? Yeah, so the biggest ones, I always like to look at DHEAS. Um, I never discount cortisol either because under fueling, under eating is another form of stress on the body. Of yeah. course, if we're looking at an endurance athlete, there could be, there's usually a number of things adding to kind of that cortisol puzzle. But if we're trying to dig ourselves out from a high cortisol, we're usually not going to get there if we're still under fueling, even if we change the workout routine, the rest days, et cetera. Like to me, those things always go hand in hand. So those would be um, two of the big ones. Also looking at TSH would be huge as well. Um, and I look at this also from like the bone health perspective, right? We know also know our thyroid is very important in metabolism overall and how our body is processing and using carbohydrates, um, our energy levels, but there's also that strong indicator of both high and low TSH to bone health as well. And I actually just, I have an article in draft for Inside Tracker right now about bone mineral density and healthy aging and health span. So uh, very fresh on the top of my mind. Um, but when I'm thinking also about these endurance athletes and these runners is, yeah, like performance is important, but we're not willing to sacrifice overall health. So if, you know, obviously we don't test bone mineral density, but if we're seeing, you know, estrogen, progesterone, TSH, DHEAS, all of those out of range where we would want to be unoptimized and we're dealing with a stress fracture or repeated injury, you know, all, putting all those pieces together, I'd be like, okay, this is, this, this is a concern. What else can we do? Oh, is vitamin D also unoptimized, right? So looking at kind of each individual biomarker, but then being able to step out and say, like, let's zoom out and look how these all interact together. Um, I think that's important. And when you can group your results by categories, by recovery, endurance, fitness, metabolism, hormone balance, right? Um, inflammation, and those scores will be calculated kind of looking at grouping the biomarkers that impact each of those categories together. Yeah. Yeah. And now just a quick question on going back to, you know, the endurance athlete and, and looking at these hormones specifically, are these highs or lows or just out of range in general? Uh, I would say it could go either way, right? Like um, it's kind of how I explain that like moderation, the concept of moderation, you know, we, we don't want too little, but we don't want too much. It's, and that's why inside tracker sets the optimized zones, those green zones that you would see in your, in your dashboard and your blood work. And those optimized zones are really based to take you from good to great. They're tighter than the ranges that you will see in the clinical setting, right? Because we're looking at prevention, we're looking at overall health versus diagnostics. So this is more tailored to, hey, Chloe, you're a 
20 something endurance athlete, your ferritin needs should be, your ferritin should be falling here. If we really want to focus on health and performance, which is like much higher than any doctor's office would say like your doctor, like my doctor turned around and said, Oh, your ferritin 12 is 12. You're fine. And inside tracker is saying like, ideally if we can get you up to 60, that's your optimized zone. If we're looking for overall health and performance, knowing that you're a, a premenopausal menstruating endurance athlete. So it's, yeah. it's looking at it in that light of taking you from that good to great. No, I, I really love that. I mean, the first time I ever got you know, a more extensive blood panel from a functional doc. You know, she she was explaining this to me, and this was years back, and she was like, our ranges are different. And I was like, okay. And she was like, they're a lot more narrow. And she was like, because when, when the medical, you know, whatever, Western medicine, when they look at your blood and they give you these ranges, if you're out, you're diseased. You're, you are in a diseased state. But our ranges are, if you're out of our range, then you are in a pre-disease type state. And if you're even out of that range into, you know, the out of the medical range, then you are in disease state. But, you know, I was, I loved that idea even back then because I was like, well, yeah, if I can prevent something, I want to prevent it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the idea of, of, Inside Tracker being such a preventative tool is is really great. It's a great mm-hmm. thing to look into. Now, before we get into more of like the AI, the algorithm and stuff like that, um, what other things can affect our biomarkers? Like getting into more of like the keto carnivore diet, um, even inflammation, sleep loss, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we're looking at um, different nutrition or lifestyle choices. It goes back to we're all individual. Everybody is going to be impacted differently as to how their biomarkers are going to kind of change and shift if they're following a different lifestyle. I've seen a lot of people who have done keto and I've seen their lipid profiles, cholesterol levels go crazy high. Um, that's usually what I see. I don't think I've any have seen blood work from anyone who's done a carnivore diet, honestly. Um, speaking from personal experience, I don't tend to attract a lot of car- carnivore diet um, individuals into my space. So that's probably why I haven't seen it. But I've seen a lot of um, a number of people that are more in the healthy aging, um, not so much endurance athletes, but like active, but focusing on health span, healthy aging in my world and keto diet did a number on their cholesterol levels. That's one thing I can say from personal experience that I've seen when I'm looking at results, you know, like I don't have them all bunched up from inside tracker of saying like, Oh, here's the data on how a carnivore of people who reported a carnivore diet. I don't have access to that information. Right. Sometimes I wish I did. So I can only really speak from like my practical experience. Um, but again, about, that was only a few people really. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm just curious before we move on about if you've seen any um, personal link between like the keto and cortisol. I haven't. I think the people I've well, the people I've seen who have been on keto had elevated cortisol. But to me, I feel like there's so much that goes into cortisol levels. Cause yeah. like, yeah, he was he was doing keto, but he's also a small business owner with like 30 employees. And it was like coming out of the pandemic and everything was really stressful and his kids were going to college. So it was one of those things that it was hard to delineate like was it the keto? Was it the cortisol? Yeah. From true. The, and again, I'm just speaking from experience of people that I've worked with and seen one-on-one. Um, everyone's body does respond to things differently. As a dietitian, if somebody came to me and they said they wanted to do keto, I would be like, this is not something I would recommend in my practice. I don't think I would see any dietitian who works with runners or triathletes who would support keto. Is usually if someone comes to me and you know, whatever they choose to practice or whatnot does not fit my, um, what I think 
is supportive of one's health, then I would refer them out to a dietitian who would feel comfortable working with them following a certain diet, or maybe they have a certain medical condition that that dietitian specializes in. I don't think I would have anyone I could refer a keto runner to, but, <laughs> um, but Inside Tracker kind of allows people who might want to try different things with their nutrition, their training, their lifestyle to at least get the data and say, okay, before I started keto, my cholesterol was 150 and everything was great. And then I did keto for three months and it went up to 220. This was probably not the right choice for me. So it, it does give people that space and that power to see what works for their body, what doesn't work for people who are kind of in that experimental space with their body, no judgment. At least with Inside Tracker, you can get like actual information and say like, oh, this is actually supporting me or, oh, this is not the right choice for me. Yeah. No, I mean, it gives you that, that ability to keep track, I mean, mm -hmm. of yourself on a quantified level. Like, I mean, looking back, we used to only be able to get these blood tests if they're ordered by a doctor, but it's like giving some power back to yourself and being like, well, you know, I, I don't have an autoimmune condition or I don't have some stealth infection or Lyme disease or whatever, but mm -hmm. I still want to see my blood results. You know, it's like, I don't just want to wait for those annual checkups or whatever it is, or wait for something to happen. I, I want to take it in my own hands. So that that's pretty cool. And mm -hmm. that we also have that ability these days to get that information on a oh, regular yeah. basis. Absolutely. It's super empowering. Um, it's, it's nice to know that like you can check in and say, I want to make changes. Let's see if, especially if you're one of those very <laughs> experimental, we had a, a dietitian who used to be on the team and she went vegan keto for like a week and did blood work before and after she did like a self experiment. I was like, more power to you. I was like, I would never make it <laughs> just a non-starter for me personally. And uh, looked at her blood work. She did an article on it. It's way back when. It was years ago. But, you know, some people, they like to do that. And this at least gives them knowledge and tools. And, you know, maybe what they choose isn't impacting their body well. And Inside Tracker be like, hey, maybe this isn't it. And then the person can then make that choice for themselves, right, as to what feels right for them. Um, and I think, I think that's important um, as people kind of go on different health and in uh, fitness journeys for sure. Yeah. And I'd even be really curious to know like what her experiment, you know, resulted in, because that is a very short period of time, you know, just one week. Right. It, she wrote an article on it. It's, it should be somewhere in the depths of our inside guide with all of our other articles. You should be able to search. Um, I'll have to. Yeah. I think it was seven days. I don't think she made it more. I think it was seven days, um, but it was a short period of time. But she like f had her last blood work done and then sent us all a picture of her eating like a bagel. She was like, I was so ready for this. <laughs> yep, yep. No, that's again, crazy. That's, yeah, that's you, can, cool. you can kind of see like, even if you're switching up um, exercise styles, right? When I, I stopped racing Ironman in 2019, that was, I got diagnosed with um, rheumatoid arthritis in early 2019 and I was still signed up for a couple races. So I finished it out and it's interesting to see, yeah, how I shifted. Okay. I'm not doing such a heavy training load. I'm doing more resistance training. I'm still swimming because I like it. I'm running still because it's my favorite, but it's been interesting as I track my blood work, kind of finding that balance with all of the sports that I enjoy and still being able to do them, but in a more supportive way for my body. So for me, it's been more of like the physical um, aspect of it, the stress management act act aspect of it. Owning an, your own business is <laughs> not not stressful, right? Um, so learning, you know, as I have, you know, I started using Inside Tracker in 2016 as a really big endurance athlete, racing two Ironmans a year, doing ultra marathons. And as I've changed as an athlete and as an individual and have gotten older, I'm going to be 35 tomorrow. My values. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Virgo season. <laughs> my, 
my values and priorities have changed where I got into using Inside Tracker for purely performance and it's just morphed into, okay, how can I stay healthy? How can I create longevity in sport and running while promoting, you know, what's going to be best for my body? So it's, it's nice that you can kind of use it as your own as you change and grow as a person through the years. I mean, it's almost been, what, it's been seven years I've been using it. Yeah, seven years. So now I guess kind of closing off the episode a little bit, what specific tests are available? Is there only one kind of comprehensive test? Is there genetics involved in any of this? Yep. So we have a few options. The ultimate plan is the most comprehensive. Um, So you're going to get the most biomarkers, um, with the ultimate up to 48 biomarkers, I misspoke earlier when I said 47, um, the optimized zones, your action plan, you can connect your aura, Apple watch, Fitbit, Garmin. Um, and you can also upload third party blood tests. So even when I'm in between inside tracker tests and I have to do my quarterly test for my rheumatologist, granted, she doesn't test all 48 of those biomarkers, but I can still upload everything that I get from my doctor and track that all in one spot, which I think is, is very nice. Um, so that is again, our most comprehensive plan. Um, you can also get inner age. Um, you can also get DNA insights as well with the ultimate plan. Uh, be, beyond that, at that, at this time, you can buy InterAge all on its standalone or a blood results upload. You can also buy, which is, okay, you can't afford the ultimate plan, but you have blood work from your doctor. You can upload, you can pay, have that blood work uploaded and get insights on the biomarkers that you have tested through your doctor. So, yeah. So, I mean, you obviously won't get, like, if your doctor didn't test testosterone, you're not going to get any recommendations for t- testosterone. But if your doctor is looking at CRP, vitamin D, B12, you know, your lipid panel, glucose, A1C, you have those, you can get the upload and get the inside tracker recommendations, optimized zones based on what blood data you do have. So obviously not the full 48, but if you have a lot of information you want to learn about what you have, that is an option as well. Yeah, actually, I didn't know that Insight Tracker offered that, that if you do have blood work and you don't want to, you know, pay out of pocket for the Insight Tracker test specifically, you could just upload that. So that's, that's actually really nice. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, definitely a nice, nice thing to have, at least until you feel ready to buy the ultimate, right? You can at least get some of that information. Yeah, absolutely. And now how often um, do you get tested? Yeah, so typically you recommend um, anywhere from every three to six months, depending on, of course, what you can afford. Um, Also, sometimes what biomarkers you're looking to impact, right? Um, Usually, like I tell my clients in my business, when we're looking at hormones and we're looking to make any changes of the hormones that are tested, you want at least three months to see a change. Um, of course, other biomarkers can change more drastically, right? We always, I always think of blood glucose, right? That can change on a dime. We know that. ALT, AST, some of those muscle recovery markers, like had I tested three days, four days after I lifted, they would have been much lower. So some of them have a shorter response time, but Typically, when we're looking at the whole panel, three months to six months, um, because you want to take that action plan, those recommendations, and actually implement it and follow through on it. So then you can see, okay, was taking, uh, alternating a heavy workout day and an active recovery day or a rest day, did that really improve these markers for me? Or do I need to incorporate more rest or really change up my routine even more? So you want to make sure you're having the time to implement those actions in between tests so you can actually see if it's moving the needle. Some people get upset if their markers don't improve as much as they they want them to. And I say, well, this is an opportunity to say, 
okay, I added oatmeal for breakfast every day and my, my blood glucose and my A1C are still higher than I want it to be. What else can I add in? I need more to move the needle and I have to work a little bit harder, but here's this list of food that Inside Tracker gave me and I'm going to add more of these foods in. So that would be the recommendation because, you know, it's great to have this information, but you also want to evaluate how, how are the recommendations working for you? Absolutely. And I love that. Where can the audience go to get all this information or even purchase a test? Yeah. So you can just go to insidetracker.com. All of the information about all of our plans about us is available on our website. Like I mentioned earlier with the articles, check out the inside guide. That's one of my roles at Inside Tracker. <laughs> I'm one of the writers um, on the team and they have a lot of great information. Also, Longevity by Design is Inside Tracker's podcast. If you're into healthy aging, health span, we have a lot of great guests. You can learn a lot there. I know a lot of people are very interested in learning more and there are some great um, resources available for sure. Definitely. I think that's a perfect way to go ahead and wrap up the episode. So thank you so much for coming on, Stevie. We've really, really had a great time talking to you. And I know the audience is going to love this conversation. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. And thank you to our audience for tuning in today. We're so glad that you did. I know you'll absolutely love this episode. So please feel free to leave a rating and review. And we will see you in the next one. The content provided by the Synthesis of Wellness LLC via its podcast and domain is for informational purposes only and should not be used as medical advice or as a replacement for medical care. The Synthesis of Wellness podcast, synthesisofwellness.com, the Synthesis of Wellness LLC, and Chloe Porter disclaim responsibility from adverse effects resulting from using the content provided. Please seek and consult a licensed physician for your health and medical needs. Furthermore, Chloe Porter and the Synthesis of Wellness podcast are not responsible for the opinions of guests featured on the podcast.